We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Today, we are going to talk letters. And the question we want to ask is, should we even care about letters at the preschool level? Should we even care if the child is developing letter knowledge or letter to sound correspondence? That's what we want to dive in today, because this topic seems to be a very emotional topic for many that work at the preschool level. I hear many people look at letters as an either or proposition. I don't work on letters at the preschool level. I work on developing play skills instead. Or they would say, I don't work on letters at the preschool level. I work on developing pragmatic communication skills. Or they might say, I don't work on letters at the preschool level. I work on executive function. Or I don't work on letters at the preschool level. I focus on language comprehension. I'm going to encourage you not to have this convergent either or ideology when it comes to letters, that if you're focusing on letters and you're integrating letters into your intervention in a meaningful and hands-on manner, that's not going to take away in any way from executive function, from language comprehension, from pragmatic communication skills, from play skills. I would say the opposite is true. By adding letters into your intervention, all you're going to do is make your activities even more educationally rich. And you're going to create more complex neuronal connections in the brain by providing a multi-sensory, multimodal learning experience that includes meaningful exposure to symbols. Now let's look at Hollis Scarborough's reading rope. To understand, there's two twines in the rope that are twisted together. One twine represents coding. That's what we're talking about right here. Letter knowledge, letter sound correspondence, phonological awareness skills, early sight words. This is code knowledge to both decode, which is involved in reading, and encode, which is involved in writing, coding knowledge. That's going to be one strand of the rope. 
The other strand of the rope is language comprehension, and that includes vocabulary, grammar, syntax, your experience of text and your experience. So you need both strands to be intertwined into a rope in order to become a skilled reader. You need the coding and the comprehension. Now, I would argue that Scarborough is missing a third strand, and the research is more and more developing every year to indicate that executive function is just as important as coding and language comprehension. So I actually think there's three strands to this reading rope, and executive function in itself we can add as another strand. What do I mean by executive function? There's three aspects of executive function that's going to have a direct impact on a child's ability to read. One, verbal working memory. So if I give you this long, complex sentence, can you repeat it back to me verbatim? That is going to be a verbal working memory challenge. Secondly, inhibitory control. Do you have the ability to attend to text, to ignore all of the outside distractions and hone in on a word in order to decode it. Third one that is cognitive flexibility. Are you able to flexibly combine sounds and create new words each time? So in our language, a hard consonant sounds very different from a soft consonant, requires cognitive flexibility. Those are the three major components of executive function. So when I look at Scarborough's reading rope, I like to add an additional strand, and that's the executive function. I actually see three levels intertwined. I'll talk a little bit more about the intervention later on. But first, let's dive into the research. What does the research tell us about letter knowledge? I have two amazing studies to share with you, and both of them are from Hjetland out of University of Oslo in Norway. She's a postdoctoral fellow. The first is a meta-analysis, and this meta-analysis is of 64 for longitudinal studies. I love longitudinal research. This is where they follow the children from preschool or kindergarten age into middle elementary. They looked at what variables were predictive of better outcomes with reading comprehension. Now, in this study, they found that letter knowledge did predict these scores. So letter knowledge, where does that fit into children's ability to improve reading comprehension. And what did she find? She found three areas. Number one, coding skills. She found letter knowledge matters, letter to sound knowledge matters, phonological awareness skills matter. And this is where you hear the executive function piece, rapid automatized naming. And that's where they give a group of symbols or pictures or colors, and the child must quickly and accurately name the items one by one under a timed condition. So this is really going to tax your ability to have inhibitory control and your ability to have cognitive flexibility. 
Now, the other area she found was very important, language comprehension skills. But not only language comprehension skills, but also verbal working memory. If you don't have any executive function at your test at your fingertips, I would recommend the CTOP test. It's a comprehensive test of phonological processing. There's a lot of subtests at executive function that begins at age four. It's a great test to have if you want a standardized test that looks at executive function. The next research study, this is another goodie. The same author, Hannah Hjetland, did a study of 200 children in Norway, 100 boys and 100 girls. And once again, she found that close to 98% of the variation was controlled by three factors. Can you guess what those factors are? One, coding skills. Two, language comprehension. And three, executive function. Once again, she found that these were three factors that did matter when it came to who at the preschool level and kindergarten level is going to thrive in reading comprehension. And those are the children that had those three areas, coding, language comprehension, executive function. So this research supports Hollis Scarborough's theory of the reading rope. A, code learning matters. B, language comprehension matters, but we today can add an extra strand to that rope reliably because there's so many studies coming out in the last 10 years indicating that executive function also plays an, a significant role in reading comprehension development through the elementary age. So that is the research, that is the theory. What does this look like in practice? I want to tell you a little story before I begin. This has to do with my early letter knowledge experience. I was in kindergarten and you write Valentine's cards for all of the children in your classroom. I remember writing each of the children's names. I would write two. And for the first time ever, I got to use a colon, a circle and a circle. And that way I was copying the letters from my list and writing them as neatly as possible on a Valentine's card that I was going to pass out in each of the children's brown bags the next day. It was such an amazing experience with print. That's what I want you to think of when it comes to intervention and how I can incorporate letters and print in this meaningful, fun manner that's going to stick with the children. Behind me, you're going to see I have my cis members. And today I hand wrote on a post-it note each of their names. And once again, my handwriting is still very, very messy. And I blame it on being a left-hander. <laughs> I had to rip up many post-it notes and keep putting it on. And it took a really long time because our membership is thriving. We have close to 100 members and we just started this year. I love my cis members. So I put little hearts on the top of the eyes. So some things never change. Nonetheless, in the cis membership, I'm going to give you a peek of what it looks like to integrate print into 
a meaningful manner. We choose movement activities. The research indicates when you use movement, you're going to have more tension, higher dopamine levels, greater improvements in executive function, greater improvements in literacy skills, and greater improvements in language skills doing literacy activities. So, so we talked about the research. We talked about the theory. Let's get to the fun part, the intervention. I'm going to use an example from my CIS membership. So in my CIS membership, I integrate print throughout every step of the intervention. So we create really educationally rich movement activities. When you come to my therapy room, the first thing the children do is read the board to find out what we're going to do today. Then they come inside and they have two signs, mission A and mission B with a picture. They point to either sign depending on which party station they want to go to. Then when they sit down at the party station, they have a checklist of what it is the problem is and what we need to accomplish with the checklist. So they're already predicting what they're going to do and they're already planning on which pictures they want to get first. Next, we have signs and the signs indicate where the children are going to go in space. So first they have their plan when they look at their checklist, then they have their action that is guided by the signs that they see on the wall. After that, they're going to come back and check the complete the activity to completion. So when they check the activity completion, they're improving their executive function. They're going through every step. They're identifying the problem. They're making a plan. They're taking action and they're checking it to completion. Are we working on print? Yes. Print is integrated in a meaningful manner every step of the way. What about language? Are we integrating language? Yes. The child is telling a story. Is that all we're doing? No. What we're also working on is executive function. They identify there's a problem. They make a plan. They take action. They check to completion. The research indicates that children learn language skills best when they act out a multiple step activity using their bodies. So what we have them do is tell the story of how to act out the multiple step activity. The research indicates that you don't need to tell stories that are imaginary and fantasy in nature. It's just as beneficial for language and literacy to tell how to do something which is what children do in the CIS activities. And is code being worked on. Yes, every step of the way, the child is referencing the code to identify what the problem is, to make a plan, to take action, and to check it to completion. That is also executive function. So when I look at those two strands, as Hollis Scarborough originally postulated, I would say three strands, code, language, and executive function, what we're doing is we're simultaneously working on these three skills at the same time. And what that accomplishes is we're making best use of limited therapy time. You only have 30 to 45 minutes a week. We can't work on discrete skills one at a time in this tit-for-tat approach. We don't have time for that. We need to work on divergent, educationally rich activities that focus on multiple domains at once. 
what these movement activities in the CIS membership are focusing on is language, executive function, and code. So if you haven't joined CIS yet, I encourage you to join right now. If you join next month, the price is going to go up. I want you to lock in at the current rate. Also, if you're thinking about joining CIS, make sure to join today. Done for you weekly activities are sent out every Friday morning, every single week. You are getting materials that no one else has access to. They're cutting edge. Before I close today, first, I want to send a Valentine out to my founding members of CIS. I am so grateful for you. I love innovating practice with you. Thank you so much for being by my side at the drawing board. I love changing lives with you and I love hearing from you. Together, we are better. If you're not a member of CIS yet, the price is going up next month. So I want you to get in on a lower price and lock that rate in. I want you to roll up your sleeves, take all of this information and make the world a better place one person at a time, and you are always going to be first. Thank you.